Whoa, 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 whoa. Why y'all so happy? And you don't know. Charvette Mitchell is on the radio. It's time to get motivated, excited, and influenced. influenced. Why? It's the Charvette Mitchell Radio Show, live from Richmond, Virginia. And now, here to motivate, excite, and influence you, Charvette, Charvette Mitchell. Well, hello, 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 everyone, and welcome to the Charvette Mitchell Radio Show, broadcasting from the capital city of Richmond, Virginia, and welcome to episode 496, and I am super excited uh, to be chatting it up today with a dynamic uh, young lady that I am um, really excited for you all to hear from. She's an advocate. She's a speaker. She's a business coach and mentor. She's an author and an educator, and she is here to talk and share with us in this month of October, Dyslexia Awareness Month. We have Winifred Winston that is going to be joining us here in the virtual studio. I'm going to bring her up to the mic momentarily, but what I want you to do is to jump on social media. Jump on wherever you are uh, and say, hey, come check out uh, today's show. Check it out. Uh, We are shouting out those that are listening in uh, from all across the World Wide Web. And uh, for those that are listening on the phone lines, hello, we see you. Thank you so much for uh, joining us as always. And, of course, our broadcast stations, uh, we thank you. And those that listen from an Alexa device or from iTunes, we're glad to have you tuning in as well. Uh, For what I call a social awareness uh, type of show. So, you know, the goal of our show is to motivate excite and influence and that's exactly what um, we plan to continue to do and we're going to be doing that uh, today so again share this out and you know what if you if you say oh my goodness I can't listen to all of it no problem you can always go come back to charvette.com my main website that has all of uh, the episodes for our show and our podcast we just crossed over uh, left September and leaped into October and so we've been uh, broadcasting and on the air for over 11 years and so we love we love you guys so that some of you may have questions on your mind like well what is dyslexia what are the signs what resources are out there a lot of you may be tuning in now uh, everyone pretty much across the country is back into school no matter you know where you live everyone's in school there may be things that you're seeing in your child um, and so you just want some some information and we're going to bring that to you today so coming up to the mic right now Winifred Winston is joining us hello welcome to the show Thank you so much for having me, Charvette. I'm so excited to be here and to share information about dyslexia. Wonderful. Thank you for for being willing to to share, you know, share with us. So tell us what, what got you even interested in, you know, raising awareness about dyslexia. Oh, okay. So what got me interested was my daughter is dyslexic, but I didn't know that. I just knew mm. she was very bright. She was smart, but she wasn't learning to read. And being an educator and working with children uh, with learning disabilities ever since high school, being very involved in Special Olympics, I even taught some high school students with learning disabilities. I was very open to finding out what was going on, but it was simply she was bright. You know, she was using words like defecate at three years old, but she wasn't Mm. learning to read. So that's what got me started trying to find out what was going on with my daughter. 
And so how did you finally determine that she did have dyslexia? So initially, um, my daughter was at a small private school. And legally, private schools don't have to provide what's called an IEP, and they don't have to do assessments to determine what's going on. So at the small private school, I kept thinking, something is not clicking, why isn't she reading? We transferred to the public school system, and in public school, you can request assessments. You can request testing. I made them aware, hey, I feel like something's going on. She's not reading so well, and they put some accommodations in place, things like giving her longer time, calling on her in advance. Um, Logan, we're going to read this book, and then we're going to call on you. Little things like that to help her. Well, there was very little progress. And after we did that, they said, you can have her assess. And mom, it's just to rule out anything. They were very cautious about it. But I was very open. I said, yes, I want her to get an assessment. So the school did an assessment, and they told me specific learning disability. And I said, well, what is that? And then I took her to get tested privately because I felt like they were not giving me enough answers. Mm. Wow. And so, well, first of all, shout out at least to uh, the public schools for having a few more things in place than uh, than the original uh, education provider to get you get you going down this this pathway. And I'm sure there are parents listening in who may have experienced that or are continuing to experience that. And so for people that are listening and saying, okay, Charvette, what exactly is dyslexia? Can you share that with us? Sure, absolutely. So dyslexia is a specific learning disability that is neurobiological in origin, right? So what does that mean? (laughs) It's basically a brain-based language disability that affects reading, writing, spelling, and math. So people who have dyslexia have to be taught how to read, and reading is very hard for them because if you think about reading and if you break it down, they have to remember letter symbols because a letter is a symbol. Then with that symbol, match it to a sound, right, and then take that sound and form words. So it's very hard for dyslexics to do that. And so the struggling reader is what you'll see first. Um, They're a slow reader. They don't remember sight words. That was a huge red flag for us. Uh, Most kids, you do flashcards to remember sight words. Well, she would remember them for a week or two, and then at the end when we try to do all of the sight words, she didn't retain it. And most people with uh, dyslexia have low working memory. And what does that mean, Mm. right? This is like teacher talk, low working memory. Well, you know how when you recall information, if you say, go right or left, you immediately know you're left and you're right. Someone with dyslexia may go right when they meant to go left, and they know the difference, but that automatic recall is a little slower. So that's why it often gets overlapped or people may think it's something else. For example, ADHD. What I've seen, and I've worked with a lot of parents, they'll get an ADHD diagnosis, right, which is they're saying, oh, Mm -hmm. they're they're not focusing, they're not paying attention. Well, it could also be dyslexia because you can't give a person who is dyslexic instructions like 10 steps at one time. You have to chunk it. Give them three steps, then give them three more, three more, and two more, right? Because they forget. They don't remember. So now they're like looking in space. That's my daughter. She used to twiddle the pencil, and like she's not paying attention. It's because she forgot. 
right? Okay. So exactly. So they kind of overlap, and some of the symptoms may mirror something else. And what we find is that a lot of kids may get diagnosed with ADHD, and the school is so focused on behavior and paying attention, but not realizing that there's something else there, and that's why they're not learning. Mm. Wow, this is some information here, uh, listeners. Uh, if you just tuned in, uh, we welcome you here to the Charvette Mitchell Radio Show. You're hearing from advocate, speaker, author, educator, uh, Winifred Winston, talking about dyslexia. This is Dyslexia Awareness Month, so we are raising the awareness so that you um, guys will have some information. And So uh, you mentioned that having trouble reading, uh, perhaps is one of the signs. Are there any other clues for parents um, that, you know, that this may be a situation? Yes. So not only is there dyslexia in reading, um, there's also something called dyscalculia, and that's dyslexia in math. It mainly impacts math. And then you also Mm -hmm. have dysgraphia, which impacts writing. And not so much, it also, the non-language part is the actual fine motor skills and writing, the actual letters. They may have a sloppy handwriting, but it's also getting the thought out of their head onto paper. So that's something that, again, with the low working memory, they may have a thought, or you have a conversation with someone who's dyslexic, and you're like, get to the point, get it out. It's because of that slow memory recall. So you have dyslexia in reading, and you may have dyscalculia in math, and then you may have dysgraphia, or you could have all three. So when you're wow. saying, well, what, mm-hmm. as a parent, you kind of know, like, why aren't they reading? Um, a lot of times kids are not screened for dyslexia. They catch it at about third or fourth grade. And what we know in education is from K to three, you're learning to read. Four and up, you're reading to learn. So that's why that third and fourth grade is so hard because once you start reading to learn, it's hard for the teachers, the general educators, to go back then and teach you how to read. Mm. And is this always – so has do you feel like dyslexia – and I'm I'm not dating you, so I don't know how old or how young you are, <laughs> and I'm not going to ask you to disclose your age, but do you feel like – this has always been around, and maybe people oh. didn't know what to call it, or is it a new assurgence of it now? No, it's not new. Um, it is not new. It's been around for years. And when I was in school, they did what we call tracking, and people were tracked, and they lumped people with learning disabilities in with one group of special education children, children who have behavior issues children who were mildly retarded, everybody got lumped into this one classroom, and then you didn't really see them during the day. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's hereditary. So if a parent has dyslexia, there's a 40% chance that your offspring will have dyslexia. And throughout this process, what we learned is that my daughter's father is dyslexic. He was never diagnosed. He never knew. He never knew, but as we were educating ourselves on this process and we were going to different speaking events and different schools, he said to me one day, I got it. I said, you have what? He was like, everything that they put up there I've struggled with in school, and I just thought school was hard for me. So it's been Mm. around. And the approach that you need to be aware of is multisensory structured literacy. That's the approach Mm. that 
schools need to use to teach children with dyslexia. And that's been around. It's based on the Orson-Gillingham approach, and that's been around, and it was developed in the early 20th century. So um, this approach has been in use since the 1930s, basically. So a lot of people were not diagnosed, but it's been around. So did um, so did he say he just learned how to cope throughout the years with it? Yes, and that's what a lot of people do. And I want to add, in the African American community, we there's a stigma against learning disabilities. There's a stigma against labeling your children. And so mm-hmm. he just thought, I'm a slow reader. School isn't for me. Um, I'm just not going to be good at certain things. And he knew he struggled with how to get words out and how to speak mm-hmm. and how to pronounce certain words. But he just learned to, one thing he said he used to do is, um, when the teacher would call on him to read something in class, he dreaded when it was his turn. So he said he would make a joke mm-hmm. or say something inappropriate so he would get in trouble so then he wouldn't have to read out loud. So this way they skip over him. Right. So you have some children that sit in the back, and they're real quiet, and they're good, and they're, you know, well-mannered, and they get overlooked, mm-hmm. and then you have some that act out. And that's where the discipline, discipline problems come in. And research, research shows that, Forty percent, I think there was a study in Texas, 40% of inmates were dyslexic. Wow. That's a huge amount. Yes. That's a yes. huge statistic. Yes. Hmm. yes. So what's so interesting is that you have these two perspectives of, you know, recognizing I, there's something there's something going on with my daughter, and I know she's bright and she's brilliant, so there's there's some other answers I need. But then having her father you know, now later on in life, looking back, saying, "This is me. This is this is really amazing." And so, what I want to do is take a quick commercial break, and then when we come back, I'd love for you to share resources or you know help and steps that maybe people can take if they are recognizing uh, in their children or in themselves that this uh, that dyslexia is something that's impacting their lives. So, let's share okay. some resources. Right after this quick commercial break, uh, listeners, don't you go anywhere. We're going to be right back. It's the Charvette Mitchell Radio Show. Charvette will be back after this. Hello, we are 123jobzone.com, an online job search portal. We are user-friendly, and if you're searching for a job, with us, it's easy as 123. Step one. Go to www.123jobzone.com and register as a job seeker. Step two, once registered, upload your resumes. Step three, get connected with employers looking for people like you who are ready and willing to work. Don't forget to follow 123jobzone on Twitter and Facebook to find out more about our upcoming job fairs. What are you waiting for? Stop by 123jobzone.com today. Good luck with your job search. Titans, go! When the Teen Titans go to the movies, they know the best way to travel is safely. Hollywood, here we come! To keep your child safe, be sure to use the right car seat for their age and size. Exactly. We're finally on the big screen. Have a seat, my dude. For more information on finding the right seat, visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Gotcha. That's a wise move. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. 
Does your church or ministry have a website? Are you a local artist or author that has an established web presence? If you answered no to any of these questions, you're letting countless opportunities pass you by. Hi, I'm Charvette Mitchell. Mitchell Productions was created with your needs in mind. We will provide you with stylish and economical online marketing solutions. From email marketing to your own website, Mitchell Productions caters to ministries, nonprofits, small businesses, and special events. Check out our portfolio at Mitchell-Productions.com. In today's world, a website is not a luxury, it's a necessity. And Mitchell Productions can create your website in a stylish manner at a very economical price. Don't let business, customers, or new congregation members pass you by. Visit Mitchell Productions today at www.Mitchell-Productions.com. Let us showcase your organization to the world. She's here to motivate, excite, and influence you. She's Charvette Mitchell. Charvette Mitchell. It's the Charvette Mitchell Radio Show with in-depth interviews from today's leading author, gospel artist, stars that you want to know about. And now, Charvette Mitchell. All right. Welcome back again to the show. Listen, we are in our social awareness segment, shining a spotlight on dyslexia. This is Dyslexia Awareness Month, and we have Winifred Winston with us here in the studio. And so uh, let's jump back in and share um, share resources and tips or sites that would be helpful for people that are, you know, identifying perhaps their child is uh, dealing, you know, with this or maybe an adult even. Yes, yes, absolutely. So there are three things I want to tell the listeners. I want you to educate, communicate, and advocate. And when I say educate, I want you to educate yourself. I was going to sleep listening to webinars. I needed to understand dyslexia. I needed to understand how to identify my daughter's strengths. I need to understand um, her deficits and where the challenges were so I could properly advocate for her. And that's why I was able to tell them I needed written in her IEP that she is taught by someone trained in a multi-sensory structured literacy approach. That's very important because a general educator could not educate my baby if they're not trained in that approach. So visit private mm-hmm. schools for children with dyslexia. They want to educate you and entice you to come to their school. I went to speaking events to learn about how the brain works. Um, join a support group. I am a member of Decoding Dyslexia. That's Decoding Dyslexia. If you go to decodingdyslexia.net, you can find a chapter in your state. I'm here in Maryland, so I'm very active with Decode and Dyslexia Maryland, and there are tons of parents who are going through the same challenges. So you want to educate yourself so that you can properly advocate for your child. And then I want to tell you to communicate. And let me back up. In your education, I want you to get a book called Overcoming Dyslexia. Overcoming Dyslexia by Sally Shaywitz. This is the book that everyone refers. It's been around. There's multiple editions, but it really tells you about dyslexia, the different types of dyslexia, how to identify strengths in your child, and that's very important. Mm -hmm. So you want to communicate. Communicate with the school. Let them know that you have concerns. And a lot of times I call it teacher talk. Teachers will use all this jargon and words and you don't understand, and you say, yes, okay, no. Could you clarify that for me? Can you break that down? What does that mean? Uh, What does that look like in the classroom with my child? 
right? And then ask your child questions. I used to ask my daughter, how do you learn best? How can I help you? And she would tell me at seven, mommy, you give me too much information if you break it up for me. Uh, mommy, make reading fun. And one thing I learned is with the multi-sensory approach, we could not just do flashcards. So let's say, for example, mm-hmm. if I'm teaching her the word went, W-E-N-T, we would tap it out on our arm, W-E-N-T. Say it again, W-E-N-T. What's that word? Went. We would air write it, W-E-N-T. Now we're using our um, hands to do it. We're clapping. We're singing. We're utilizing all of the senses. And you learn that by educating yourself. And you'll be surprised how many children can articulate what's going on, and then you'll be educated enough to pick up on that and say, okay, we need to do this, that, or the third. And talk to people. Talk to others. I was not shy about saying, oh, I have to leave work early. I have an IEP meeting or, you know, I need to go to this um, lunch and learn about IEPs and dyslexia. And you'd be so surprised at how many other people would say, me too, or my nephew, or my niece. It's okay. Because if we we can't do this alone and in silo, we need a village. Just like the school has a team of people there, we need a team. So I would say talk to people. And, again, advocacy, because we need to change laws in the state, in each state, so that all children can learn to read. And one thing we're doing here in Maryland with decoding dyslexia, we're advocating and we're trying to get the Ready to Read Act of 2019 passed, and that's going Mm -hmm. to um, implement screening for all at-risk readers. It's going to require foundational reading and certification for teachers because we need teachers, when they're trained to teach, that they are trained to teach how to read, teach children how to read. At the undergraduate, graduate, and professional development levels, teachers need to understand structured literacy. And then also we're trying to get a dyslexia uh, reading pilot here in the state of Maryland. So, again, I would say educate, communicate, and advocate. And you can find information. (laughs) Yes. I love it because you are demonstrating. You are an advocate. You took this bull by the horns. And I I love it. I love it. Give that website address one more time. Um, I want them to go to decodingdyslexia.net, find a state chapter. So that's decodingdyslexia.net. I also want you to buy a book, Overcoming Dyslexia. That's a starting place. And you can even reach out to me on Facebook. I just started a Facebook group because I want to – tap into and reach more African-Americans. I want a safe place that we can share this information and advocate for our children and our communities. And it's dyslexia advocation. So I combine the word advocacy and educate. So dyslexia advocation, that's A-B-V-O-C-A-T-I-O-N. And it's a Facebook group. And we're going to share information, and I'm going to educate you, empower you, and equip you to fight for your child. Oh, my goodness. And what is what is so amazing, you and I were at a conference recently, and um, the speaker was talking about um, some education challenges they had when they were younger and how counselors, you know, told them, well, you won't do this and you won't do that. And as they were describing what they had gone through, 
at a younger age, you turned to me and said, she has dyslexia. And and then after the conference, you went up. No, during her speech later on, I think she said it, and you went up, and you and we looked at each other. And I was like, you said it, and it was so. It's amazing because you listened and you knew the clues, and you you called it, you know, right there. So that's those are these are people you want to be around, uh, you guys. And um, for adults, do you see? I know you focus a lot on children. For adults, do mm-hmm. you still find that there are adults who are now kind of realizing? Um, you know, that they have dyslexia, um, and are there any special resources for adults even? Yes, I actually have two examples. Um, In my previous employer, um, a gentleman was up for a promotion, but he was dyslexic, and in order for the promotion, he had to take a written test, and he was scared to death. And he says, all these years I've been able to cope, I've been able to do different things and get around certain things, but I really want this promotion, and my supervisors support me, but I need help. So a lot of the organizations that cater to children have resources for adults as well. With adults, it's a lot harder because they've been coping all these years, and it's something about that stigma of I have this that they have to overcome, but the Mm -hmm. same resources will guide adults as well as children. Like here in, in Maryland, in Baltimore, we have the dyslexia tutoring program. They tutor children and adults. Because a lot of times we okay, find good. that there were so many people that slipped through the cracks. There is help. There are resources, and there are support systems available, listeners. If you don't take anything else away, um, there's support, and there is absolutely uh, help for you. Uh, well, and I love the you know the fact that you are able to share and willing to share. And so, if someone wanted to connect with you to say, come speak, uh, you know, at a uh, anything, a conference, a symposium, how would they connect with you to um, to speak? They can reach me on all social media by my, my name, Winifred Winston. Um, I'm on Instagram, actually, as Winning with Winifred, um, but I'm on Twitter as Winifred Winston. I'm on Facebook, Winifred Winston, um, the Facebook group, Dyslexia Advocation. Um, I hate to say this, but in my Tyra Banks, Google me. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Hashtag Google me. And listen, listeners, I have tagged Winifred on Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook. So if you're following me, those are the main connection points that you need. And I'm just Charvette on uh, Facebook, Twitter, you all know. Uh, And certainly if you're hanging out on Charvette.com, you've got some information there. So uh, we have tagged where uh, where we can, and so those are great connection points. Uh, And so I'm glad that we had an opportunity just to bring you on and to share and to chat um, so that people feel supported and, and don't, you know, feel like they have some information. Um, and so the last question I have for you, the goal of my show is to motivate, excite, and influence, and we want to know what continues to motivate you. Oh, my gosh, helping other people, helping others. Um, that mm-hmm. continues to motivate me. I took a whole career industry shift so I could be in this space full time and every day I have an opportunity to educate and help a parent who has a child with a learning difference. Um, and that really motivates me, and I just thrive off of it. Wow, and you do it well, and thank you. Thank you for your labor of love and your labor of service uh, to the rest of us, just to make our communities uh, communities better. And so thanks for stopping by the show. 
Thanks for having me, Charvette. I'm, I was excited to be here, and this has been a blast. Awesome, awesome. We were glad to have you and to feature you. All right, listeners, that's going to wrap up another edition of the Charvette Mitchell Radio Show. As always, uh, check back next week. We're going to have amazing guests. And hang out with me at charvette.com. And that's more social media. We'll see you later. Live from Richmond, Virginia, you've been listening to the Charvette Mitchell Radio Show. Catch Charvette Mitchell every Tuesday at 6 p.m. Interviewing all the stars you want to hear from. So until next week, stay motivated, excited, and influenced. This is the Charvette Mitchell Radio Show.